Door 12 The Librarian's Tale Part 1 Extracts from the diaries of Mr Michael Dalby, Head of the Centre for Local History Studies, Redvale Library. 1st of September 2006 Angleton, actually Angleton and Fring, although none of the locals use the full name, is a charming place of red brick houses and sandstone cottages, the main high street is very well appointed. I assumed that as a village it would be smaller, but I guess when we think of villages we are really picturing hamlets. The library itself was surprisingly large, apparently endowed to the town by the wealthy Bowen family, who did a great deal for the local area as Victorian philanthropists. There's a large archive and a lot to work with here. Furthermore, Redville Library is very much the hub of a network of smaller libraries, and indeed, a little fleet of four mobile library vans serve the most rural areas of the county. Many opportunities. I hope the interview goes well. 20th of September, 2006. Great news, diary. I got the job. I start in six weeks' time. I've already found a little place to rent in the short term. Very much looking forward to the move. 4th of November 2006. First day went well, the staff seemed to be nice, and I'm looking forward to becoming part of the team. I think I'm going to be very happy here. 29th of September 2007. Odd moment today. I asked Mrs. Riddell, the long serving head librarian, if there were any plans for any Halloween related displays or activities for the junior section in October. Her reaction was quite something. She looked mortified and curtly informed me that we don't do that sort of thing here. I know Halloween traditions are stronger in some parts of the country than other, but all the same, a very strange reaction. Very curious. 1st of October 2007. I've been making a few inquiries and not sure what to make of what I have found. I discreetly quizzed a few folks about Riddell and the Halloween thing. Apparently, it's a bit of a no-no here. Bonfire night, yes. Halloween, no. And it's more than just a regional thing too. The bare bones of what I've picked up are as follows. Apparently in the 20s, there was something of a scandal. There was a series of disappearances, mostly children. And a well-respected local doctor was in the frame. However, he died before it could be brought to trial. Everything came to a head in October, and the town has avoided Halloween ever since. Seems to be something of an overreaction. I can't say I ever recall hearing about the fell murders. Maybe the town has done a very good job of burying the obviously traumatic events. So well that no one seems to have heard about it outside the local area. 20th of October, 2007 there's definitely a Halloween embargo here. While there's parking cakes, cinder toffee, sparklers and fireworks in the shops, even Guy Fawkes masks, there's hardly a trace of Halloween. 
However, there is one survival, it seems. On bonfire night, there's a lantern parade, but with carved Swedes rather than pumpkins, and featuring clown or animal faces. Much like painting Easter eggs, there's a prize for the best one. Last year, a delicately stenciled Mona Lisa won. The year before that, Bart Simpson. 2nd of December, 2007. I've been doing a lot of digging in the archives, and I now think I'm beginning to see why Haggleton is so keen to ensure that Dr. Fell remains forgotten. And considering the highly macabre nature of the crimes, I'm not surprised that anything ghoulish around their anniversary is frowned upon. Furthermore, I'm astounded the case isn't more well known, for it really is quite something. Firstly, a string of disappearances, mostly children, stretching back over 20 years. Allegations of grave robbing and body snatching. Illegal and illicit experiments performed on unwitting patients, occasionally resulting in deaths, which the doctor, who acted as coroner for the town too at the time, covered up with ease. The discovery of a vast charnel house, where most of those who disappeared were apparently stored. God knows what purpose. And, if all that weren't enough, there's a mystery too. After the raid on his house, and the old morgue he operated out of, there seems to have been some confusion over what actually occurred. The story goes he died in custody, after being dragged from his home. At some point on the same night, the house went up in flames too. Causes unknown. As for Fell, what troubles me is that there is no death certificate or record of a burial. The latter, I understand. Traditionally, murderers and ne'er-do-wells were buried in unconsecrated ground, in unmarked graves, and often outside of town, with measures taken to ensure they couldn't come back. One wonders whether the mortal remains of Dr. Fell are staked at some lonely crossroads out in the countryside. The lack of a death certificate is more bothersome, and I wonder whether there was some instant justice administered. I think there may well be a book in this. January the 30th, 2008. Still researching what I can, tactfully of course. There are still some surviving relatives of the victims living in the area. Of course, another problem is that no one is sure how many victims there were, as Fell was guilty of multiple offences, and again... No one is sure when he began. This will need careful consideration. Part of me thinks this is just simply too fascinating a case to let languish in obscurity. However, something else whispers at my shoulder, saying that perhaps Dr. Fell is best left forgotten.